Welcome to Ask BBB. We talk to BBB accredited businesses, owners, and service providers so that you get useful information about products and services that you may be purchasing. I'm Jim Swan, and your host on Ask BBB is the CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario, Jennifer Matthews. Good morning, Jennifer. Good morning, Jim. The Better Business vision is to create an ethical marketplace where buyers and sellers trust each other. On June 16th, we will recognize businesses that have exemplified the aims and standards of BBB accreditation with the Torch and the Spark Awards. This special event will be staged at the factory starting at 5.30 p.m. We'll talk more about that award later on on Ask BBB. Well, the real estate market, if you will pardon my pun, has been reeling over the past couple of years. Sales volumes and home prices have seen unprecedented highs. And this morning, we're going to look at real estate transactions from both the seller's and the buyer's perspective. Peter Meyer is broker of record with Royal LePage Triland Realty and joins us to bring us up to date and to provide information that may help if you are thinking about buying or selling your home. Peter, thanks for taking time to join us this morning. My pleasure, Jennifer and Jim. Thank you for having me. So this is a fairly large question, Peter. Can you talk about what has happened in real estate over the past two years? Uh, yes, uh, it's been quite a uh, eventful two years. Um, but what really it all comes down to is supply and demand. And over the past two years, the demand for housing in London has outpaced the available supply. And of course, when that happens, buyers will try to outbid each other to make sure that their offer is the one that the seller accepts. Uh, the average price of homes in London at the end of the first quarter in 2020 was just over $452,000. In 2022, it's just over $804,000. That's a 78% increase in just two years. Um, but this isn't just happening in London. It's right across the country. And in fact, you know, in many places in the United States as well. We hear lots of stories about homes selling in one day. How much preparation is there for that one day event? Great question. Um, sometimes a home can sell very quickly, uh, but most times it takes a week or months of preparation to have a home in its best condition in order for a homeowner to get the best offer for their property. Uh, agents may have met with a homeowner, say even before Christmas, uh, to discuss putting their home on the market uh, this spring. They might have discussed how to declutter the home, what to have painted, uh, how to freshen the home up and get it ready for the spring market. Uh, a few weeks before uh, putting the home on the market, they typically will have a home stager come in, uh, arrange photographers, prepare marketing material, and perhaps even start promoting the property as a coming soon before it comes to the MLS system. Is this process becoming longer as people are hoping to sell quicker? Years ago, did this same process of preparing months in advance happen the same as it's happening today? I would, I would say uh, the same process took place, but the timing of the process is a little differently. So uh, in the past, um, when a, a property, you know, would take two months to sell, then you might see that two or three days beforehand, the salesperson is starting to get the property prepped up. They get the listing. They might have a photographer come in two or three days after the listing and take photographs, uh, get the marketing material already. So after a week of the property being on the market, 
then they would have everything in place basically for the, the property to be marketed. So, so nowadays that is just happening before the property actually comes to market. With a seller now, um, uh, what are some of the things we need to consider if we think we're thinking about uh, selling our home in terms of being able to find another place to live? Well, that's, that's a great question, Jim. Um, you know, we, what we're seeing right now, so I mean, I was providing some information as to what we saw in the first quarter. Uh, that said, April has been uh, very eye-opening and, and has changed. The market has changed just in the last four to five weeks. Uh, I have been talking to my group that I started to see cracks happening uh, in mid-February of, of the market. And when I say cracks, I just meant signs showing that uh, supply was going to start to increase. Um, demand was going to soften a little bit and slow down. And we had a heavy winter uh, month in February, and that certainly did soften a little bit of the, uh, the demand. Mind you, houses still sold. There were still lots of houses that sold in February. Um, but in April, we have now seen that, um, you know, there's more inventory coming on. Uh, properties aren't selling as quickly as they were prior to, uh, to April. Uh, and in fact, in some situations, houses would be on the market for a week, two weeks, three weeks, and not have, have offers. Now, that said, that is still the minority of what's happening in the business. Uh, the majority of properties are still getting quite a bit of activity, selling relatively quickly. Uh, so with all of that taken into consideration, if you are a home seller uh, and looking to sell your house, you probably should have a pretty good idea of where you want to move to uh, and, and perhaps even know that, okay, this house is available. Some sellers are buying a house first uh, because that is really the tougher part of the equation is to, to buy. So they'll buy their home first and then go back to looking at selling their house. Uh, that's a risky proposition for some people. Uh, however, it is a strategy that some sellers are utilizing today. And has that recent change also involved a reduction in the number of bids going in on one house, competing offers? Yes, in some situations, again. So I don't want to kind of, you know, say that this is a, uh, you know, happening in the whole industry, because in, in no means is that the case. We're just starting to see a little bit more of that to happen. Okay. I, I liken it to the temperature. I mean, the, the temperature was 110 degrees. And you know what? Now it's only 98 degrees. Well, 98 degrees is still quite hot, but it's just not the same temperature as 110. So we're just seeing that uh, it's, it's coming down a little bit. Some sellers are going to have to look at perhaps changing their expectations in what's happening because uh, there are a lot of buyers out there, but the buyers now have more choices of houses if we start to see inventory starting to, uh, to build up a little bit. So expectations of, of some sellers may have to be modified uh, to what's happening out there. Uh, that all said and done, we're still in a very strong uh, seller's market, but we're, we're edging down towards what I say is a, a much better market, which is a uh, balanced market. But we're still quite a ways away from getting to what I, I consider a balanced market. When we hear of the, the current selling prices of homes, uh, the, the numbers seem astronomical, but what are some of the costs that will affect the net that goes to the owner? Yeah, no, great question. So, you know, the number one uh, thing that the owner will have to pay off is, is their mortgage. 
that's on the property if they have a mortgage on their home. Uh, so that definitely is the biggest chunk that comes out of their net. And, and depending on when they purchased and the type of mortgage that they have on the property, there may be some penalties associated to getting out of that mortgage as well. Uh, of course, there are uh, also real estate fees for consultation and marketing and negotiating uh, the property and, and bringing an offer to a successful offer uh, to a homeowner. Uh, there's legal fees for uh, lawyers and uh, disbursements that uh, the lawyers will have in, in closing the transaction. Uh, and then there's also uh, to take into consideration uh, some buyout fees for rental items that may be on the property. So if the homeowner um, ended up signing up for a rent to own furnace and air conditioning contract as opposed to buying one, uh, quite often those will have to be paid out and bought out. Uh, and, uh, and then there's moving costs, you know, so associated to actually packing up the house and moving to your new home. You're listening to Ask BBB with Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. And our guest is Peter Meyer, broker of record with Royal LePage Triland Realty. We'll take a short break, and when we return, we shift our focus to the home buyer. And now back to Ask BBB. I'm Jim Swan with the host of Ask BBB, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. We're talking about home buying this morning with Peter Meyer, broker of record with Royal LePage Triland Realty. As a buyer of a home, Peter, what should we expect of an agent who will be working with us? It's a great question. And uh, a lot of people don't put enough time and effort into it as buyers. Um, they, they go out and they buy a house and they'll spend $800,000 quicker than they, you know, will shop for a TV. And it's, it's quite uh, funny sometimes. They're not funny, but uh, should be really considered. So a, a buyer really should expect that their agent's going to sit down with them and have a discussion and discuss what type of property they think that they would like, uh, how they plan on using the property, what is important to them uh, in, in a property and the neighborhood that they're going to live in, uh, things that they like or dislike. Uh, and, and that's with all decision makers. So if you have a, uh, a couple, then you know, discussing it with both of them because often um, one couple's you know, needs in a house are not necessarily the same needs that the other couple has. And you have to speak with both of them to uh, get a good understanding as to what's really important uh, to them. Uh, the agent needs to take time to explain the process and provide a copy of all the legal documents that the uh, buyer will be asked to sign and to do that beforehand uh, so that they can they can look at them and understand them at a comfortable pace, as opposed to just finding a house, sign here, sign here, sign here, and the buyer has no idea what they've really signed. And so a good salesperson is going to take time to provide those documents ahead of time to a buyer. Uh, and, and that they take the time to explain everything that's in the agreement of purchase and sale and what the responsibilities of a buyer are. Uh, when a buyer signs a agreement of purchase and sale, they are signing in what we call under seal, uh, which means that once they sign that, they are legally obligated to that contract and to fulfill that contract. Uh, there's, there's really no way for them to get out unless there are provisions within the contract that have escapes for them to get out of. 
And a lot of buyers are under the misconception that they have time to, uh, to rethink their purchase. And, you know, whether it's 24 or 48 hours, and, and that's not the case. Once there is a legal contract that's been signed by both parties and accepted by both parties, it is in place and ready to go. Um, the agent should also help or will also help a lot of times and guide you towards other professions that would be helpful in the purchase of the home, whether or not it's uh, recommending different home inspectors that are, are well known to, to do a good job for home inspecting, um, perhaps recommendations for mortgage uh, mortgages and mortgage people, uh, making sure that the buyer themselves is, is pre-approved uh, to purchase a certain price range of a house uh, is really important. So, uh, and then for the buyer to actually hire that salesperson to represent their interests. Uh, there is a document that's a buyer representation agreement. That's a contract that the buyer signs with a salesperson. And once they've signed that with the salesperson, the salesperson then is obligated to work in the best interest of the buyer. Uh, without that, the salesperson doesn't really have to work in the best interest of that buyer if they have other buyers that they have under contract. So if they come across a great house that might suit both buyers and one's under contract and the other isn't, the salesperson is going to go to the person who's under contract and provide them the opportunity on that house to begin with. So, Who's responsible for the due diligence in the transaction? Yeah, so that's, that's a great question. And um, in Ontario, we work under a, a principle of caveat emptor, which is buyer beware. So it is the buyer's obligation to make sure that they are comfortable with all that they need to know about the property um, prior to firming up that transaction. And it's their obligation to do so. And, and in doing that, they may ask questions of their salesperson uh, who can provide information and, and answer questions or other professionals. So again, making sure that they have a home inspector that uh, is able to go through the property and that they're comfortable with the uh, results of the home inspection. You know, the buyer's responsibility to make sure that they understand what it is that they're purchasing and they're comfortable with that. And if they want to investigate certain factors of the house further, it's their obligation to, to do that if the seller allows them to. Uh, again, it's the seller's home and it has to be agreed to in that way. Now, the seller also has an obligation in Ontario law to uh, notify the buyer of what's called any latent defects in the property. So a latent defect would be something that uh, a normal person would not be able to see with their naked eye. So if you're walking through the property and uh, you're down in the basement and then it looks all nicely, freshly refinished and new walls and looks nice and pretty down there. Um, but the seller knows that they just finished it like that because there's a crack in the wall and they have water that's coming in. Uh, it's their obligation to notify the buyer that that's the case. Or if there's been a leak in the, uh, in the roof and going into the attic, the seller's aware of that it's their obligation to notify the buyer of that situation. Peter, do, you, do, do buyers ever interview neighbors? Uh, you know what? Uh, some buyers may. Uh, obviously, in the last 
couple of years with the type of market that we've been in and the fast pace of people making decisions and purchasing a home, it hasn't been something that's been, uh, you know, very frequently done. But if a buyer has a concern about the neighborhood or, you know, wants to investigate more by asking the neighbors, uh, have they seen any activity of repairs around the house or things of that sort, then they most certainly can do. Uh, the other thing that buyers should do and buyers salespeople do is is Google the property uh, to find out whether or not there's been anything that's happened to that property reportedly have happened to that property over the years uh, and and just to be as educated as they can so if the buyer has a concern in that way then by all means they should uh, investigate until they're comfortable with firming up on that offer is there ever a case where the buyer and seller would meet in, during the process um, it, that can happen, and usually it's not, you know, it's not really a good thing. Um, and, and, and the reason being is that uh, they may share information with each other that isn't really for their own best interest in having shared that with somebody that they're trying to negotiate out a deal with. And so uh, now that's not always the case. Uh, sometimes, you know, you, you have a homeowner who who meets a young couple that's coming into the house and they have a little child that, you know, they plan on making this their home for the next 25 years. And, and the couple that's selling that's, they raised their, their family in that house. And, and they're really proud to see that there's another young couple that wants to do the same with their family. And, and so sometimes those things uh, will happen, but like I say, I have seen more times than not that, uh, the wrong type of information is shared between the two parties that is is not beneficial for one party or the other. So is the seller then obligated to accept the highest offer or are factors like you just mentioned, you know, a new family coming into to the neighborhood, another um, aspect that could influence the sale or the selection of a buyer? Yeah. So no, the seller does not have to accept any offer on their property. Uh, so, you know, we've even seen that in the last couple of months where uh, seller's expectation was they were going to get so much more over asking price than perhaps actually came in on the property. And they might've had two or three prop offers come in and uh, they just weren't happy with any of them and decided, no, they're, uh, you know, they're going to uh, not accept any of the offers. So uh the only thing that a seller cannot do is decide not to sell to somebody for a discriminatory factor, okay, through the human rights code. Um, but at the end of the day, the seller has the right to accept a lower offer. And we've seen that often because the closing date might be a better closing date or the deposit on the offer might be a better de deposit. So price is not the only determining factor in an offer. Peter, thank you so much for joining us this morning and helping us understand a little bit more about the uh, rapidly changing real estate market over the last two years. My pleasure, Jennifer and Jim. Thank you very much for having me. You're listening to Ask BVB, and our guest has been Peter Meyer, broker of record with Royal LePage Triland Realty. You'll find them in the bbb.org directory when you search real estate. Royal LePage Triland Realty is an accredited business with an A-plus rating. The Torch and Spark Awards are coming soon. We'll learn more right after this commercial break. And we are back with more on Ask BBB with your host, Jennifer Matthews, CEO of BBB Serving Western Ontario. 
Well, Jennifer, uh, June 16th is a big day coming up on the BBB calendar. It is, Jim. We are really excited to be presenting in person this year our awards ceremony, previously known to people as the Business Integrity Awards. Uh, our break has allowed us to rebrand and reformat uh, our awards, and this year they're known as the Better Business Bureau Torch Awards and Spark Awards. And we are doing this event June 16th, as you said, at 5.30 p.m. at the factory at 100 Kellogg Lane. You know, the, the uh, awards have always been well supported by businesses that are part of the Better Business Bureau. And I, I take it that that's the case again this year. It, they have always been well supported by our business community. And this year, we are proud to present the awards with the platinum title sponsor uh, from Peter Inch and Associates Heating and Air Conditioning. We also have uh, a silver sponsor with CNC Insurance. And our bronze sponsors to date are Talbot Marketing Inc., uh, Sanitary Sewer Cleaning, and Bluestone Properties. And these are some new sponsors as well as some returning sponsors who have seen the value in awarding these ethics awards to local businesses in our region. So it'll be quite a gala on the 16th, and uh, we'll all look forward to that. We are very excited to do this in person once again, Jim. And that's our time, Jennifer, this time around for Ask BBB. Remember, we like to hear from you, so pass along your comments and send us your guest suggestions. And thanks for listening this morning. I'm Jennifer Matthews. And I'm Jim Swan. Remember to Ask BBB. And start with traffic.